With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. We are live and we'll be right with you. We will be starting in uh, one minute. All right, who do you have on the line? Who is this? Xavier and Jessica. All right. And we've got D. And so a couple more people coming up. I disconnected. You're disconnected? 
No, I just connected. <laughs> All right. And uh, we'll be starting here in a couple of minutes. And uh, we've got some good stuff here today. Who else is there? I'm here, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello. Looking forward to the youth event? Saturday, right? I was. Yep, I'm really looking forward to it. All right, I'm looking forward. I just uh, confirmed today I'll be going early with... uh, Linda, we'll be there early to catch a good spot for you guys. Oh, okay. Thank you, Leslie. Hopefully we can get there early enough, so we'll keep that in prayer tonight. We'll all agree. We can get there, maybe even do a bonfire. Oh, okay. How yeah, that be good. That sounds great. <laughs> good. Who else is with us? Come on, everybody. Take yourselves off a mute and listen. Somebody's talking to you. Who else is there? You got Mook. Hi, honey. Hi. Are you looking forward to Saturday or are you having to work, honey? Nope, I, I'm able to go. Yay, all right. I have no clue what's in store for you guys, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Esther, did you get my text message from earlier? I was trying to get a hold of you to make sure that my text message about Saturday event went through to you. Did it go through? Uh, yeah, did you get my response? No, as long as you got it, that, I'm glad we're talking on Talk to you because I didn't get anything back. But you know what? My phone's been messing up over here. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I did send it to you, and what I just told Mark is what I told you. I'm going to be going early with Linda. Oh, and great. we're going to get there. Hopefully, um, we can get a bonfire going. Um, I didn't know what you guys had in store, but should we try and get a ring if possible? Yeah, you know what? Um, after talk show, I'll call you and give you more of the details. Well, actually, if you um, Linda's the one that's going to be driving, but yeah, if you want to go ahead and um, she, I know that she went with Norma to uh, Joyce Myers tonight. Oh, that's great! That's so cool. Yeah, so wow. if you want to talk to Denise, um, uh, Nicole is here too. And so I know okay. she's going to be texting you um, or talking to you as well. We just been today. We were over at the old place getting the last bit of stuff. Wow, that's cool. Is it? Are you guys finally settled in? Um, yeah, as much as settled in as possible. That's good. All right, cool. I just I just wanted to make sure you guys got it because I didn't get a few of the responses and 
I didn't know if it was me or if it was maybe just not going through. <laughs> okay. All right, we've got Little D, and we've got Juliana, Miss Esther. We've got two Orange Counties, and uh, why don't you all check in? Uh, give a give a one minute praise report, and let's just start. Let's start with D. Uh, he's no longer with us. Uh, he hung up. Let's start with uh, another California. I don't know who. Let's just start with somebody. The California me. Yes. Okay. Well, it's true with you, so go ahead and give some, uh, give God some praise. What's he doing? Or you could talk about your devotions, what you got in the Word today. I'm going to stick with the praise for it. Um, I, actually, the kind of cool thing that the Lord's been doing is, is actually, yeah, I, yeah, as you guys all know, I kind of recently got laid off, so... I've been kind of like worried about, well, not worrying, but thinking about like gas, stuff like that, uh, money, uh, different things like that. And actually, I, I was stressing out, but like, and I remember Esther saying something about, um, oh no, was it Joyce Myers? I think it was Joyce Myers. God, God, God is never late, or how did she say it? It was like, God is never late. It just sometimes takes someone or something like that. It, and nonetheless, the Lord always comes through. And uh, I don't remember exactly how she worded it. I think Esther was mentioning it or something like that uh, at church uh, for um, communion. But um, sorry, nonetheless, <laughs> he's been providing for me when it comes to um, my money situation. Every time um, I, I was needing some money very desperately and and we were waiting for some um, uh, for my unemployment to come in and suddenly I had you know, when we started thinking about it, I was sitting there and I just had a feeling to check my account because I just checked it the same morning. I had a feeling just to check it and I checked it and I had the money I needed. And then I was thinking, okay, well, okay, I got a budget now. I think about gas. And then suddenly a um, uh, social worker called me and said, oh, hey, uh, when do you want to meet? I got gas cards for you. So I got gas cards. So the Lord's been providing for me in a very timely manner. And I think that's really awesome. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to share something along the same lines uh, with you guys, but mine's just always a little bit, in the natural, it's always a lot more hairier, if that makes some sense. Um, I just found out that I am going back to just working very, very part-time, eight hours a week. And nothing, there's been a lot of hype about possible, some possible jobs coming in, but nothing conclusive. And like I just said, unless you bring the paperwork in and you bring uh, some cash to pay for what it is that you're talking about, it's all hype to me. And so like my godfather used to say, you know, talk this cheap. <laughs> and so I was trying not to get back into an old frame of mind, but I was just sitting there, you know what, Lord? My back is yet again against the wall. I have nowhere to turn. I can't go to unemployment. I have no other resources to go to. But you know what? 
I think sometimes when we get there, when our back is against the wall and there is no other resources to go to, it puts us in a very physically and emotionally, I guess you can say um, human, humanly, it puts us in a very vulnerable place. But you know what, spiritually, that is the best place to be because we don't look to option one, option two, option three, option four. We have no choice but to look to the source. And I keep finding myself back at that place where I have no choice but to look at the source. My whole, my desire is to not wait till I get to the point where my back is against the wall and I've exhausted resources, I am hoping to be at the place where, right where I am, Lord, just knowing. I don't have to turn to resources, Lord. I just have to know that I am one with the source. And that's what I'm learning. That's what I'm learning. But I'm grateful for all those other resources that are out there. And sometimes it just, in the natural, it makes it really difficult. But in the, in the spiritual realm, that needs to be the realm that I operate from. It's the best place to be. But I will admit, it's not the easiest place and it's not my favorite place by choice. But I'm grateful that I'm learning that. So thank right you for sharing. All right, D. Come back to you. Can you share on what you've been getting in the Word on today, or you can share on uh, just give a praise report. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Pastor? I said you can share what God's been doing with you. Give a quick uh, one-minute praise report, or um, what you've been reading in the Word today. Um, well, I'm going to save for what I was reading for a later time, because, um, that, that's something that I, I'd like to get more clarity on. So, I'll save that for another time, but, uh, today just, uh, a small, like a small thing, you know, it's a big thing to me, but I was, uh, given the privilege to drive like an, an old like a 76 suburban a big, big nice truck and um actually what happened was the they cut off yes okay well, what happened is he he got to ride, got to drive this car. We, uh, one of the men that we help out here in the area, uh, he should still be on. I don't know what happened. It's just maybe it's not picking up. But um, he was in the hospital today. They they cut our, they all our power in our neighborhood was out because they were putting in new poles, and so we didn't have any power from 8:30 till about four. And this man has to have some kind of breathing apparatus. And so Edison provided 
ambulance transport to the hospital. And so he had called um, um, here at the house, and little D, he asked for the keys to be taken so that when he's released, he can drive home. And so um, I'm hoping he comes on so he can get the rest of it. But, um, you know, we, we drove up there, and he met with them. He was still in there in air-conditioned splendor. And uh, <laughs> uh, we went up to we went up to uh, – he went into the emergency room where he was at and, and, and got the keys and we drove back to the house and to his his place and uh, he's got about like, I don't know, 76, maybe 75, 76 or even 77 Suburban, those old school ones. And I was telling little, little D about how how those things just, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're good, I, that I would get one if I could and, and, and because it, there's nothing like the uh, old muscle, and uh, I had told him that. Uh, well, actually, he got in there and drove it, and he felt the power, man, in the, in this thing. You know, he was getting used to. It. We got on the freeway, and he said he he gave it gas, and he just felt the those horses, and uh, it was it was really exciting. He said, "Man, he wants to." It's kind of like a, uh, uh, it's kind of like a high that you get. Bam! You just feel that because the, the little cars today, they might go fast, but there's no, you don't feel power. It's all synchronization and gears and stuff. And so uh, he's, com- he's coming back on, so I'll let him explain that. Uh, and just, you know, w- what it was that he, he felt because, you know, when, when you first, uh, are you back, little D? Yeah, I was uh, handling some business on the other end. Okay. Um, uh, I told him up to the point where you you were getting on the freeway, and then you can you can go from there. So I explained why you were driving that car. Oh well, I guess I dropped the line again. Anyway, he he really just uh, enjoyed just stepping on that thing and feeling the power. And uh, he said he wants to get something like that, an older truck, and uh, tune the thing up so that uh, he can use that. But it, it was good. It was good. Um, let's hear from, uh, let's see who's around. How about Jessica? What's God doing in your life? Well, good for me lately. Nothing too big. And I would just, I'd just like to give praise to that. For what? Just for life being good. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. All right. How about she was on there? Annalisa. Annalisa with us? That might be me. This is Robert. Maybe it's it's my hey, name. Hey, Mr. Robert. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Um, okay, what, what's, what's God saying? What's God doing or what, what's going on? You know, uh, recently I'm, I'm going to bring up uh, Jillian and I, and I think we've, we've been talking more than, um, I guess, than normal, and just uh, and it's just kind of worked, whether it be fishes and loaves or church or different things we've been talking about, and it, we, I, I think it's been, it's been really cool. We've actually got a pretty good, we've always had a good connection, but now yeah, and we kind of find the workplace to be a common factor in uh, our 
conversation. But it, but it's been really cool because there's just a real understanding. I'll say when we kind of compare what you know what's going on here at my pace, what's going on with his, I can relate to what he's saying and finish his sentence, and he can relate to what I'm saying, and just as far as you know the way business is going and how they look at things and how it's different and trying ideas. Very good. I, I, I don't want to say they're lost, but it's just amazing how what drives the business as opposed to what's the right the decision more than keeping people that the uh, what do you call them, like stockholders happy is more important than doing the right thing at times. But it, it's in a sense <laughs> it's kind of a a neat godly conversation and just that you could see you're part of the system but you can just see how wrong and how broken it is now and you know, how it's just changed so much as far as what what I'm sure it all started out to be, and now it's all about driving the economy. And it's just been cool. You know, him and I are planning to go to, we plan to go to Prump. <laughs> so we're planning that and get our fireworks that we never, we have yet to make, but we're going to do that. <laughs> we're going to make our trip yeah, fireworks yeah. <laughs> here. But, but it's been cool. There's been a real, and he's got reviews coming up, and I could so, when he's talking, I could just so identify, and I think he could appreciate, and just like this and that. And it's been a really good connection with him and I. And it always has been, but there's just been this this foundation right recently that we've gotten into, and it's just it's, it's really good, and, and it's good. Very um, good. Tim talk. Very so. good. I'm pretty glad for that. But that's been a good partner in that set, so I think for him and for me, so it's cool. So, oh, praise God. Very good. All right. How about Mark? I got three Central Orange counties. I know one of those got to be Mark. Yeah, um. My praise report, um, earlier I was reading, um, it's like a little, it's like a little book that a pastor gave, gave me back uh, not too long ago. And, um, it's actually called, it's a really old one, I guess. It's What to Do When Nothing Seems to Work. It's by John Osteen. And what it really, like in a nutshell, what it really talks about is how, is how faith works and how to trust the Lord. Like, um, it was really cool reading, like, for example, it's like, it says, when you're trusting the Lord, like throughout your life and everything, and you can't just call on call on the Lord in an emergency, just because you know that it's not going to work like that. You have to continually trust God in every situation and train yourself so you know you go straight to God for it. And it's a really good book. If you guys have a chance to get it or anything, please get it. I would really recommend. It. It's a really great little book. It's only 30 pages, so it should only take like 45 minutes. It's really good, though. Right on. And uh, I want to encourage you to read it again and then go through every, you know, turn, I, I know John Osteen, I mean, John Osteen, every every statement he makes, he probably has about two Bible verses with it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> open, open your Bible or, you know, just, like I said, outline it or highlight it, or if you're not going to open a Bible and you got to go through your phone Bible, just go through that one and then there's, there's automatic highlights, especially if you go through Bible Sword. That's a good that's a good download for Android phone. It's really good. It's 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 second to eSword, but it's 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 pretty good. And it just highlight the scripture. That way you get it in you or write it down because if you write down what you hear or you read, you keep fifty percent of it. And then when you share something about it, you keep up to seventy five percent. So I want to encourage you. That is a good word, Mark. That is a good word that you just can't you just can't go to him all of a sudden in an emergency and, and it's kinda of like, you know, um, Hey, you, remember, uh, well, maybe I'm remembering you, uh, and, and see that it's tough to get faith in that, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, very good, good word. 
Um, who else from North Central Orange County? Juliana, what's God doing? Hey, Doctor. Um, well, I think that for me it's been more of a renewing of an old word that I received from, not that, that I like, I, I really held on to when it came to um, how whatever we write, it becomes prophecy. And I understood with that my personal revelation of it at the time had to do with when it comes to venting and, like, I was, like, a teenager, like, dealing with, like, a lot of stuff. So, like, I would vent through a lot of my writing. And so when I received that word, I stopped venting about bad things, and I started changing my writings into more of things about how God is fixing things. And just it just started changing everything, and my life definitely started getting better. But... um. I think more of a revelation on that word I've been learning about is that lately I've been actually like writing down things that I want to get done throughout the day because God gave me a scripture a long time ago or a few weeks ago about um, how like the lazy man does nothing and like just and Proverbs about it will help being lazy versus somebody who's productive. And I'm like, yeah, God, I'm really productive in my head, but I think I might be lazy in real life. And I was having a really hard time <laughs> fixing that. <laughs> so, um, no matter what I did, I couldn't get the willpower to stop being lazy in real life. And it was nothing horrible, but it definitely wasn't as productive as things were in my head. So I started writing down everything that I want to do in the day. And not even, like, intentionally, like, because of that's because of God's word. It was just sort of happened like that because I got a new app and I really wanted to use it for what it wanted me to use it for. So I did. And I have been so much more productive, and then the Holy Spirit just reminded me of that word, of that whatever you write down, it's prophecy. So I was like, I should have known, Lord, you're right. You already told me the answer to my laziness. So it was really good. It was a really good revelation and kind of like a good, now I can get so many other things done. I know I can. Very good. You know what? Thank you for your honesty. That that means a lot to a lot of us that are going through things like that. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'll tell you, know, let, let's just get started. I'm not sure if I'm missing anybody here. Uh, and, and, it's, and just, you know what? This show is your show, so just speak up and say, hey, you missed me. Um, but, Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. Father, thank you for all of these that have shared. Father, for they've shared from their own heart the things that you're doing. And, Father, if light comes, Father, as people share their experiences and their testimonies, for your testimonies, Lord, Guarantee that if you're doing it for someone else, you will do it for us. So, Amen. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Amen. Uh, one of the things one of the things I want to talk about real quick is that you know what? Let, let's talk about it. there's there's people that cook in this place. Uh, and they cook, and uh, let let me just start off with something. If the ministry is ever going to go anywhere, and if the ministry is ever going to grow, it, it grow and go, it has to be through the people. And, and what happens is the Word of God in you is what actually empowers the vision that God places within you. And there are churches in which people are constantly being pushed into something, and then, and then you know, it's, it's a, you know, uh, I, I can put it this way. Uh, I was watching um, portions of The Last Samurai the other day, and I saw this kind of a, a, a chubby Englishman and Tom Cruise sitting in the uh, in, 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 a, in a rickshaw and, the, and this, this guy was pulling it 
And I could tell when he was running, and what a primitive thing to do, huh, is to haul people around on, on bike wheels. But anyway, I was watching him pull, and he, his, 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 the leg where the chubby guy was sitting was pushing harder, and it was, it was almost like he was rocking it because where Tom Cruise was sitting was lighter compared to where this other guy was. And he was making this thing go. As he was pushing it, he was just going from side to side, and he was moving. And I thought, well, that's, that's crazy. Why didn't he get a donkey or a horse or something? And I realized, you know, there's people that are poor, and that's all they got, and then that's how, they, you know, they'll graduate from there to a, to a horse. And then I thought about when we were young, and we used to build go-karts and have races. But it was by foot power. We were pushing and pushing, and, and everybody would take turns. They'd jump out, and the other guy would jump in, and we'd keep pushing while we were doing these races. And it really wasn't a way to go, but it worked. But we, it was, all of it had motion. Are, are you all with me right now? I'll make sure that I'm, that, that I'm being listened to right now. And, and uh, so are you all there? Give me, just give me a holler. Yeah. Just say, yeah, yeah, no, no, whatever. Uh, but here's, here's what we got to do. All right. And, and, uh, and so what happens is there's always a better way in, in uh, motion. You know, the, the, in, in us, we have, we, call spiritual, we have spiritual motion in us. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We grow in, in, in stature, and we are nurtured by the Lord, and, and we grow that way as well. So there's different ways in which we grow. And, and, and for the believer, the locomotion or, 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 or the dunamis or the power that, that moves us is faith. And, and faith works by love. It's the fuel that, that makes faith go. If we're, you know, there's a lot of times when, when I want to get things done and I, I say, well, let's get these things going. And there, we have people that are getting things done. Everything about church is having is, is the, the pastors, they teach and minister the word and pray. And, and, and um, people who come in, they become the legs, the arms, the eyes, the feet to the ministry. And then God does great things through the people. And, you know, ministry grows through the people. And what happens is that God puts things in us. And there's a lot of stuff that gunks up our faith and gunks up the engine in our hearts. Are, are you with me so far? There's a lot yes. of things. I like This is Juliana's honesty. Just hit it right on the nail head. Sometimes some of us are just... Or just, you know, isn't it funny that that even in our eating, we, most of us would probably eat better if we weren't so lazy to prepare the stuff that's good for us. Because the stuff that's good for us has to literally be prepared or eaten raw. And 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 a lot of times the the snacks are already pre already prepared for us. They're already pre wrapped. They're already ready to just put in the microwave or just whatever it may be. That you know. And, and so there's things that, that gunk us up. There's also, too, what's happened is that there's a lot of other stuff that's easier than getting in the Word of God. And, you know, just like, you know, when you want to make a good barbecue chicken, a lot of people, what they do is they rub it with, with spices. And sometimes they put plastic bags and put some sauce in there or put something in there to cause the that to what's it called when you have to when you have to soak meat in, in a in something to pick up a flavor. What's that called? Anybody? Marinate. Marinate. Very good. And and uh, I think a lot of us what happens is we, we allow ourselves to marinate in the wrong stuff. And so we pick up the flavor of the things that maybe we shouldn't have in our hearts and our lives. 
the thing is, is that watch this. We, you know, we, Pam's got a, a, a BMW that she drives. So that little sucker takes premium gas. And you just, you know, some people drove Dodge vehicles that need premium gas. It's like you just can't go and put regular in it. And, and what it means is that the type of fuel that you put in it will predetermine its performance. How many are with me so far picking up what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I am, Pastor. Yep. All right. Well, I'm hearing a few of you. Watch this because what, what, you, what, you, what you put in you is what you say is what you do. And, and here's the thing. Watch. I, I'm really big on people when people tell me that they, they're reading something. And I say, what was the anchor that you got on that? Because there's always a scripture that will land and, 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 and be part of you. It doesn't have to be the whole Bible. I, I'm, I, I understand that. And, I, and, you know, most of the memorization of Bible that has occurred to me over the past, gosh, it's almost going to be 40 years, has been stuff that, that just, bam, it just landed in my heart. And I just, I let it set in me continually. And, and I let marinate it in it. And the thing is, is that we've got to eliminate the things in our lives because some of you, God wants to do some great things, and there's seasons in your life where you've got to feed yourself the premium stuff and not, and not allow the junk inside of you. For example, like with Joshua, he was going to go lead God's people, and he, was, he became, you know, that to history. I was listening to the History Channel one time. Not listening. I was watching the History Channel with Manuel one time, and they were talking about one of the things that interests me a lot of times is military strategists. You know, Patton was one guy who led, who led the, 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 his forces a certain way. And, and you hear someone, you have wartime, wartime uh, presidents like Winston Churchill. He's a, the, the prime minister of Great Britain. And, and you hear of, uh, 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 they called her the Iron Lady, uh, Mrs. Thatcher, and, and Margaret Thatcher. And then you hear, uh, you know, there's, there's different people that are, but the highest one that was respected through all of history was actually Joshua. They said that Joshua was a great strategist in his time. And so what happens is that he, he did something when God spoke to him and he told him, hey, you know what, um, Moses is dead, now, now it's up to you. And I used to talk to Moses face to face like a man talks to another man, but you've got all the promises that I gave Moses. And he said, you know, I'm not going to fail you, I'm not going to leave you. So he said, be strong and of good courage. And, and, he, and he said, uh, told him again, be strong and very courageous, that you might observe to do according to all the law, which was that, that place right there where it says all the law has to do with the prescription or the precepts or the statutes that, that he gave. So it wasn't the law of Moses. It was, the, it was, the, it was that which he spoke to Moses. And he said, you know, uh, don't go to the right or to the left so you might prosper wherever you go. And so what happens is, he told him a secret on how to do that. He says, don't let these, this book of the law, this which is, which is written, because here it says, it says the writings. It's not really a book. He said it's the, you know, we call it, uh, it's the, you know, sometimes you have a bill or, or a book or it's evidence of what has been said. He says, of the law or the precepts or the principles or the statutes that I gave you. He says, don't let them leave your mouth. He said, but you shall meditate day and night. And now that word meditate is another word that you can say marinate. You can ponder, imagine, um, mutter or murmur to yourself. And, and uh, now watch this. 
It says, even in anger. How many of you have ever just... Uh, who could be honest? And I want to hear people. Don't just sit there and say... Rrr. How many sometimes you got to get in God's Word and you got to pray, and, you, and inside of you you're like, man, I don't want to do this. But you start to pray anyways. And you start to speak the Word anyway. Because, you know, if you're in the middle of some fighting, you know, you're going through through some stuff, and you have to stand in faith, and it's easier just to say, God, where are you, than ready, ready, when you already know that God's faithful. Sometimes it's tougher to stay faithful, but sometimes you've got to grit your teeth. Come on, how many know what I'm, ta- what I'm talking about? You've got to grit your teeth to stay faithful to the Word. How many here have ever done, how many have ever done that? You know, is, is Esther the only honest one around here? Because I'll tell you, sometimes you know better. How many know you know better? You want to complain, you want to do things your way, but it's got to be God's way. How many have been in that place? Well, yep. a lot of us think that a lot of us think that we got to be holy, man. We got to be this way, and we and we at, we quit because our attitude isn't right. Well, that word murmur or meditate in pleasure or anger, by implication, we ponder, we imagine, we meditate. You know that your imagination has to lend itself to what God is saying. He says you're going to win. Then our imagination needs to follow that, and we have to begin to imagine ourselves winning. So it's kind of a trip that we, we have to use our minds and our hearts in order to observe, to do everything that he's told you to do. And he says, then you'll make your way prosperous. See, that word prosperous, I like that word prosperous because it also means that, that, that it's, it's in various senses. Sometimes it means that prosper means that you're going to push forward and gain a lot of ground. It also talks about the, the transfer of wealth, the things that you need in your life. It also is talking about breakthroughs. And breakthroughs and break out. Sometimes you've been stuck in a rut and you need to break out. And it will cause you to break out of where you were. Uh, you know, and, 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 and it means to, to be, and then finally means to profit or prosper in whatever your hands are doing. Now, isn't that a good word, though, because you begin to think, some of us need to break out. Some of us need to begin to mightily get past and go over. Some of us need to push forward. But see, that, that it'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. See, and a lot of times what gets in the way of our success with God is that we don't fill ourselves with the Word of God to marinate, to allow that Word to be, renew vision, imagination. You know, sometimes, and sometimes we, because we're not in the right frame of mind because of situations. There was, let me share with you this thing. There was one time, it was, it was one of the El Ninos that hit in California one time, and it was raining, and, and the employees had to park far away. We had to go way out there. And I'll tell you what, it, you just step out and you're soaked. And we were, and it was the rain and the wind was coming, and we got all the way, I had to walk this lady to her car. So hers was a little beyond mine. So I walked her all the way over, didn't want to, I was getting all wet. And then she, she got in her car, she went home, I got in my car, I locked my, the gate to the store, and then I went, went my way and got home. The next day, we were talking about the rain, and she goes, oh, I was so angry. I said, why were you so angry? She said, because I wanted to talk, and it was like someone was throwing a bucket of water in my eyes and my face. And I was getting so angry at that weather because I wanted to tell you thank you because you walked me over to the, to the car, and neither one of us had umbrellas, but you, you walked me over. And every time I opened my mouth to talk, the water was getting in my eyes and my ears my nose. And it felt like I couldn't even say anything. And she was angry through, just through the, the, just wanting to say something, but she couldn't say it because the, the water was just stopping her from saying it. Well, a lot of times we're in situations where we might not have a bunch of water splashing in our mouth, but what happens is we have situations in our life that come, and it could be something 
you know what situation can come up in anybody's life is that you're just tired and you'd rather just zone and watch some TV and watch something that will make you laugh, watch something that will kind of set you in a, in, a, in a way. But then the Holy Ghost comes and says, hey, just, you know what, turn that off and spend some time with me. How many have ever had that happen to you? Yep, yep. definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna you know, the whole... Amen to that, Pastor, but I'm going to also sit there and, and give a little bit of props to the Holy Spirit in being such a comforter to my situation. Um, a lot of the work that I was doing was at a computer, literally entering in figures and numbers and producing reports where my eyes were just so tired. I it, To sit there and to read added you know, more time into my eyes and more stress on my eyes. So for a lot of times, I just was not able to read the word. It's just, it's just, it's just doing that, I would just want to wedge out him from the TV, but then I would hear that gentle nudge. I know that you don't want to, I know that you just want to sit and veg and you just want to, but at least put on something, get my word in you, get my word in you. Right. And so I would That's sit right. there and veg out in front of ministers preaching, and it was enough to get me past that, that, that tiredness. But I had to get to the point where I was just, you know, physically exhausted with my eyes, you know, and they're aching. But oh, no, I, I, I understand. I still exactly. I'm so glad that I didn't sit and say, no, I just want to shut everything out. I'll get the third Lord the other way I know how to. And I would sit there and I would just allow myself to be ministered to. So for that, I'm very grateful in that comfort. You know what I mean? That... He met me where I was at. I met him where, you know, where I was. No condemnation, but just encouragement. Okay, so do it this way then. Amen. That's good. No, I, I understand. Amen. That, and you know what I'm telling you? That hits all of us. And, and how many have ever been where Miss Esther is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. We, we have been, you know. And, and And these are the things that we have to think about because, you know, what happens is that God... It's still God, and he doesn't, he's not shocked because you don't have time, or, you know, he's not blown away and some dude, you know, but he does. And, and here's what happens. When you do this, watch this. He goes, I commanded you to be strong and of good courage, not to be afraid. Don't be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now watch this. He's with you wherever you go. Yeah. He didn't say only when you're following me. He's with you wherever you go. So if you find yourself in a, in a weird place, God is with you. If you find yourself in your loss, God is with you. If you find yourself in you're in a good place, God is with you. He's with you always. He doesn't stop. He doesn't leave. He's with you always. He, you have eternal life, which means he's with you forever. You don't have a two-year lease. You don't have a, a lease based on behavior. You've got a lifetime of Jesus being in your life, the Holy Spirit continually with you because he'll help you. And he's not blown away. You know, a lot of times we think he just gets blown away and, oh, bummer, you know. Uh, there, there he goes again or there she goes again, you know. What happens is we have to meditate on the Word. Now, here's the key I want to bring out. We've got to marinate on the right things. Because a lot of times, you know, when we bebop to certain types of music and we're feeding ourselves music and your heart is a seed. And can I tell you something? You're also an incubator of God's Word. You know, some, some of us are pretty cold. You know, we don't spend time with God. So there's no fire of God in you, so... So you're, the word isn't incubating properly, but other stuff is. I mean, I'll tell you what, we can grow. You know what? Uh, I got to go out and clean our yard because it seems like this humid weather just allows crabgrass to grow like crazy. 
The regular lawn, are you kidding me? It doesn't really grow. Dandelions will just pop up out of the blue. Our bougainvilleas, man, those suckers are huge right now. We've got to go back. And, and Xavier had just cut them, you know, uh, uh, right around the 4th of July. We got it all squared away, and the edge is all done and stuff and everything. But I'll tell you what, the, the, there's stuff that just needs light incubation. The stuff of the world just needs a little bit of incubation, and bam, it grows. And pretty soon, it, it, it rules our life. So does worry. How many know that worry sometimes? If you begin to get worried, listen, we have to use the word of God all the time. You know, a lot of times we think, well, you know, I'm just thinking about my finances all the time, or I'm thinking about my, 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 my books all the time, and I'm thinking about my property in Illinois, and I'm thinking about that. A lot of times that's, the thinking is a, is, a, is, a, is a code word for worrying. Well, I'm just concerned. Really, the Bible says cast out your concerns, all your thoughts. Now, all of these things, you can cast them to him so he can deal with it. See, and he says that, roll your burdens, don't carry them, roll them over to me and I'll carry them. And, and, and so his yoke is light. He doesn't put a yoke on you so that you can't hardly make it. You can, you can roll those things over to him so that your incubation of the word can begin to prosper. That's why he says you, 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 you don't depart from the words that come out of his mouth. Now, What's our New Testament portion of that? That it says that man shall not live by bread alone or just the sustenance of, of, of normal food, but by every word or the bread of the word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, the bread of the word, what that includes is the presence of God because Bethel actually means the house of God. What is your temple? The house of God. He's in you. And so you meditate in that word, and what happens is you make his house a house of bread. See, what happened with Bethel in, in the reality of it, Bethel became as Ichabod, where it says that the glory of the Lord has departed. And Bethel was dry because God's people left God. And what happens is, you know, here's the amazing thing. People say, why God, why? Well, if you leave God, he never leaves you, but he doesn't, you know what, he doesn't become active in your life until you begin to operate by faith. Remember, we're a full circle back to faith. And, and faith, because by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, you can read the Bible and hear the word, and that inspires faith. But faith isn't faith until it's acted upon and then spoken out of your mouth. I want you to get that clear because the word of God will inspire faith. The word of God will, in, will feed your faith. But your faith isn't faith until you act upon it and you begin to speak it. Because the Bible says that you're saved. How? By grace through faith. What happens? You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you're justified. Confession is made unto salvation. It ratifies. It's kind of like the signature on a contract. One of the things that we have to be clear on is that we have to provide our, 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 our temples with the right environment in which to grow. Uh, I like what Mark brought out. Mark had an anchor scripture, uh, Mark 11:23, And that's a powerful, powerful scripture right there. And, 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 and why is that an anchor? Because it has to do with the things that you say. And the things that you say, watch this. He said that he learned that you have to train yourself in the word of God. What a powerful statement. You know, we hear that and we say, oh, yeah, train. Really, what do you do to train? Now, if, I, if you were a fighter, you know what to do to train, right? If you, if you do Muay Thai, you're, you know what to, how to train. If you do kickboxing, you know how to train. But isn't it if you're in football or wrestling, you know how to train. But how do you train yourself in the Word of God? Right here, it tells you Joshua how to win. This was the key to his victory in everything he did, that he shall not allow those things to depart from his mouth. In other words, he's only going to speak, watch this, 
what he meditates day and night. What does he see? He imaginates. He visionates. He begins to mutter. He begins to say the promises of God over and over again so that when he went into victory, he knew that he was going to win. He said, these people, I'll put them in your hands. He knew because he's living by the promises of God that he was in a, you were going to cross the Jordan and you were going to take and beat up seven nations greater than you and you were going to take the land that God had promised you and your forefathers. Now imagine that. And he said he would have success. Now, if you ever believe that what God has called you to do is too big, then you're in the right place because it's his grace that provides, it's his faith that enables. Now, I'm going to just say um, a couple things here. Now, let me ask something um, before I can go to this next part. Are you all with me or did I lose you? I'm with you, Pastor. All right, guest 11. All right, who else? Dee, are you with us? Mark is here. All right, Mark. Do you know, Mark, do you know by, do you know by any chance, Mark, what the scripture says in Mark 11:23? What's that about? Oh, you like want me to get the exact definition? No, you could just just tell me just 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 give me the gist of what you uh, what you said. Oh, it's just basically trusting the Lord and doing the impossible. You can do the impossible no matter what, if you're in Christ. If you're trusting him, you can do anything. If you're not, then that's a different story. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I want you to look at Mark 11:23 while we're, while we're talking here. And I, and I just want you to understand some things because I'm going to get to this next passage here. And I want, let's, we'll take you to the New Testament in Matthew. Because, see, you know what? God has given us all assignments. You know what? Everybody here has an assignment that leads you to your destiny. And, and, and what happens is it's always bigger than you. Because God, you know what? It's never faith if you can do it. It's never faith if you can do it. It's, it's, it's obeying his word. See, a lot of people got caught up in obeying his word had to be obeying the Ten Commandments. Can you tell me? I'll tell you what. If you get busy doing what God's telling you to do, and I'm going to read this to you. And then, I, and, then, and then we're going to give some commentary here. See, God's word will always win. God's word will always take you to where you need to be. God's word will sustain you in anything. And the key is, I like what Mark said, you've got to train yourself to stay in the word. See, you know what? We can, get faithful, we can get faithful going to the gym. We can get faithful going on a job. You can get faithful to eat breakfast. You can get breakfast, faithful to eat lunch, faithful to eat dinner. Can I tell you something? Faithful to watch your television shows when they come on or whenever you've got. We get faithful about a lot of stuff, but we train ourselves to do what we're doing. Now watch this. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. So watch this. He gave them all, his, all of his stuff to take care of, to manage. And he gave unto one five talents, another one two, and to another one, and to every man according to to his ability. Everyone say according to his ability. According to his ability. Now, no one is left out, right? Nope. No one's left out. Everyone got something delivered. All of his goods got delivered. And no, now watch this. He's talking here to one, to one, and to one. Another and another. But he said everybody got stuff delivered to them according to their ability. And we don't know if he gave someone ten. We don't know if he gave someone three. We just know that he gave some examples here. As to the, he, took th- he took three examples here as to what he did. 
But everybody got things according to their ability, right? Yeah. Yeah. That means all of you have an ability to do what is given to you, right? Right. Yeah. If I were a smart manager, now here's what I used to do when I used to manage. I used to look at people's talents and their abilities, and I would assign them certain things based on their strengths. I never looked at their weaknesses. I looked at their strengths because I always had people to make up for the weakness of the person that was working next to them. Are you listening? Are you with me right here? Because a lot of times we think we have to do it all. No, you just got to do what you're good at, what you're talented to do. Are you listening to me? Yep. That's a big one right here. This is real big because a lot of people miss this. They think they have to do everything. No, you do what you're good at, what you've been gifted to do. Are you with me so far, everyone? Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. This is important because, see, but you are responsible to do what you're able to do according to your ability. And then he left. And then he said that he that received five talents went and traded with the same. Now, everyone say traded. 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 Now, another one says a reckoning, which means reconciling. In other words, you balance out what you've been given. Another translation uh, says, um, another one says traded again. In other words, they conducted business, an exchange, right? There was a, uh, they, they, another one says invested. Now, how, how many know that if, that when you go to work for someone, you invest your time in order to get a return? So you get a return on your investment of time, true? It's called an ROI. Or you invest money and you get a return on your investment. How many know that's true? And it yeah. says the one who received five talents went out and invested them. Now, I'll tell you what. I like what Juliana shared. You know what? She wasn't doing any trading nor investing while she had stuff to do if she didn't do anything. True? You know that if you don't true. do anything, you don't produce anything. How many know that's the truth? You can have, 16, you can have, you can have 16 bags of seed and, and you can get a huge harvest. But at the end of at harvest time, if that seed isn't in the ground and works, that will not produce. And so this is what he's saying. He says, you've all been given abilities and talents and gifting, and I'm going to give you all of this stuff. In other words, you didn't need to invest. The only thing you had to invest is yourself in what God gave you. Amen? Amen. And so what he did is he went off. He, he, the one guy just dug a hole. Lazy man. He just dug a hole and said, well, I ain't going to do anything. I just can keep this, and, and, and when he comes back, he can get what he what, – what, uh, he can get back what he gave me. And so then what God said, since you've been trustworthy or faithful with us all, in other words, since you exercise faith with what I give you, gave you, I'm going to put you in charge of larger amounts. How many know that your talents and abilities can grow? Yes. Yep. Everything that God gives you is subject to change and to grow. But if you don't do anything, there's no exchange of what God can give you because – it's an exchange. Just, you know that money is – when you go to buy something at a store, it's called exchange. You give them paper dollars, and you take hard goods with you or soft goods with you, whatever you buy. And so what I'm telling you is that all of you here have been gifted. All of you here have talents. Everyone here has been given something by God so that you can begin to operate in it. How do you do it? You marinate 
daily in his word and in the vision that he put in front of you all the time. Can I tell you something? Students, let me share with you those to the students. Did you know that Daniel was created and brought because he was going to be in Babylon? He wasn't going to be in the church. He was going to be in Babylon. Now, what did he do? He began to mentor people to assist him to do what he was talented to do. So he duplicated himself in, we hear in, in, in some wise people, but we begin to see that the young people that he put himself into, we hear the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Isn't that true? Yes. And he gave them high positions in the government that he was called to rule in. Now, David did the same thing, and he had, he had how many mighty men did he have? Wasn't it said that he had, I believe it was 400. 300. Uh, 300 mighty men? Okay, so someone says 300, well, let's do 300. I don't know. I always thought it was four, but let's do this. Now, Xavier, are you sure it's not the 300 in Greece? No, I'm kidding. And so, uh, Spart- no. no, I'm No, listen. Look at it. Look at it. But listen, what I'm trying to say is that we have to duplicate, we have the ability to duplicate who we are because if the vision's big, God's going to bring you people to duplicate yourself into. But let's say that right now you're a student and you're in school. Did you know that your assignment, part of your assignment is to be there and influence people in your school, but it's to come out ahead in school. I like, I like students to say, man, I want to get, I, I want to get in there. I want, to, I want to get a 4.0 average. I want to graduate with honors. I want to do this. Because, see, God, is, God has enabled you to do these things. See, you're not in school just to take up space. You're there to influence and to succeed at being a, a student. So what happens in this place, it's a place, especially if you're in high school, high school is a place of transition. You are growing from a place in, in being in a place of, 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 of school to learn how to function in higher education and in life. It's a transitory place. High school is always transitory. And so what happens is that you want to be in a place where you go from that transitory place and succeed in life. Now watch this. He said, if you have been, I put you in charge of something big. If you graduate there with honors and you want to succeed in your education, God has now given you and given you charge of a larger amount, which is what? College or university. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you're faithful at work, God promotes you. And you'll get promoted and you think, man, I don't know if I can do this. God's with you. You can do it. You know, everything that God gives, he wants to Bring growth and inside of you and growth around you. See, growth and prosperity go hand in hand. And prosperity is not just being happy, a billionaire. Prosperity is in everything you do, you come out ahead. Because God's method of exchange is that you're faithful in what he gives you. Then he comes back and he reconciles. Come here. Look, when you get to the judgment seat of Christ, you come to the Bema seat. That's not where you've been, you're going to be judged. Whether you're, you're saved. You're already there. But you know the only thing, you could have been a success in 8,000 things. But the one thing he's going to ask you about, the only thing that's going to be there, because the Bible says that the works that are just not his, they burn. They stay here on earth. But when you go before him, he's going to talk to you about what you did with what he gave you. That's it. Nothing else. You can say, man, I was a success here, and I did this, and I did that. You know, I'm a, I, I climbed this mountain. I was an Everest. I... I, I, I drove into cars, I was number one, I managed many businesses, and I was number one, but what did God ask you to do? Number one, he told you to love your neighbor as you, to love him, and to love your neighbor as yourself, but also he gave you an assignment. 
and he gave you a destiny. What did you do with what he gave you? See, we won't find out until we come to the place where we meditate in his word day and night. A lot of us, we have faith, but it's gunked up. It's gunked up. We're like, you know, uh, one day my son had, my brother had a car, and auto club came. And they said, oh, yeah, here we go. Let's fill you to, because it was out of gas. And they put a gallon of diesel fuel in the car, and that car sputtered and ran ugly. And then one of my neighbors came and said, man, something's wrong. He sniffed the gasoline. He said, someone put diesel in here. We had to drain it, wash the tank. We had to do a bunch of stuff because uh, the, the tow truck driver came and put diesel in a gasoline engine. That is what happens, that if you put the wrong thing inside of you, your faith will not run smooth. How many are with me? Yep. Yep. Now, Amen. now let me, let, we're going we're gonna to stop here for a minute because I just want to encourage you. See, I'm teaching you some things that'll be, that are a little deeper and go further than what we can do when we're in church. Uh, this is the kind of stuff I like to do because I want to make sure that these tools will enable you to succeed in everything that you do. You speak his word. Part of marinating in his word is to speak that word. You want to say something crazy, you say, no, by his stripes I'm healed. You know, your body starts to hurt, no, himself bore all my sicknesses and diseases. Your body hurts again, so no, his word was sent and it healed me. You know what, I am the Lord thy God that heals thee. He said none of the diseases that, that the Egyptians suffered are going to come upon God's people. Jesus bore my pains and my sorrows. You know what? This is what you begin to speak in the midst of all of these other things. And you know what? We've got to train ourselves. Mark, you came up with that word. We've got to train ourselves in the Word of God. We've got to train ourselves to speak the right word. Because, you know, I'll tell you what, faith is always positive. If it's not moving forward, then it's negative. We, faith is always positive. Worry will, and fear will bring you what worry and fear, what you worry and, and fear about. But see, what you have faith about. And the things that you see in your heart and in your mind, God will bring to pass those things. And a lot of times the devil will bring you an image of bad things. Of the, in other words, he'll bring you an image of you failing. He'll bring you an image of you getting an F in class. He'll bring you the images of saying you don't have enough. We have to clear our minds of those images and retrain ourselves to begin to see what God's Word sees about you, says about you. Now, it's 9.04. I'm already past our time. And, and, and uh, y'all get something out of this today? Yep. I am guest yeah. 11, thank, yes. thank you for being with us, Guest 11, uh, online. Uh, I appreciate you coming, coming along with us. We meet every Thursday at, at, 8, at 8 p.m. Pacific time, 11 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, little D, what'd you get? You got something out of this today? You know what? I'm excited about what God's Word is doing in us. And we need to keep the fire burning inside because we're about, to, we're about to do a lot of things. I need God's people to be involved with what we're doing. You know, we, we, I, I, want to take, I want to take this world for Jesus Christ. And, and uh, we're like going to make gonna a be... I'd like to make a comment on kind of like um, everything, like sum up what you were speaking about and what it meant to me and what, it, first of all, when you're talking about, um, you know, our responsibility to train ourselves. You see, or you're just saying how we have to train, train. It is our responsibility to do that. When you were speaking that, um, you just reminded me of something that I was reading in Hebrews, which is we're to train our senses to, uh, to discern between what yes. is good and evil. Right. That's our responsibility. 
So basically, growth has back into our hands. What it is that Amen. we do, choose to meditate on the things of God or we choose to meditate and marinate in the things of the world. It's our responsibility. So if you want to grow, it's real simple. Just do the things that he's telling you to do. And there is guaranteed growth. And I don't, I didn't hear in the word, I've never understood the word to sit there and say that there is a level or a rate which you can grow. It never gives us a maximum of how much we can grow. No, it doesn't. So and you know what that word that says? That the, you know that word that says about the flesh, uh, that evil, the evil, uh, good and evil to discern. And, and here's the context: is being able to discern good and evil means in, in Hebrews three and four talks about an evil heart of unbelief. And it's that place of not moving by faith, and whatever's not of faith is sin. So the context there isn't you being a good or a bad boy or a bad girl. It has everything to do with His Word and being faithful in His Word. And so you're absolutely right, Natasha. Absolutely right. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely right. All right. Anybody else have something to say? All right. Well, listen, everybody that came along, uh, Guest 11, thank you for joining us. California, North, North, three, all three of North Central Orange County and another California, thank you for being us here with us today for this edition of Talk Show. May the Spirit of the Lord continue to speak to you. May the Spirit of the Lord release into your heart revelation concerning those things that were spoken today. Father, that the nuggets that people received out of the word that came forth today grow inside the heart of the hearers today, Father, in Jesus' name. Good night, everybody. And, uh, you know, again, youth, you guys got that beach trip. In the name of Jesus, safety. In the name of Jesus, grace and wisdom to all of you. And, Father, thank you again. Yeah, what is it? Healing school, you said? Healing school. Pastor George is home. That's right. Healing school tomorrow um, at, at, at Pastor George's house. So, be you know, be there, be square. Amen. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.